Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Paul Pacher, while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future, questions are always welcomed. Whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, The Other Side of the Bryant Trade and ask me questions. If I was confusing, it's still really windy outside. It's very obscenely windy outside. Uh, Kind of convenient that I have some ideas on some writing I want to do, because uh, I have a feeling this wind is going to keep me awake, because when it's windy, I don't sleep very well. Um, That's just me. Uh, Today, on the Twitters, I noticed that it's pretty much no longer a secret. It's pretty much no longer a secret. It's pretty much well known that Chris Bryant will not be returning to the San Francisco Giants. Chris Bryant will not be returning to the San Francisco Giants. As such, now seems a perfectly good time. I think trades ought to be looked at early and often. Early and often. Assess all the information that you have. Then, as more information becomes available, reassess it again, reassess it again, reassess it again. When it gets to a point where, oh my goodness, I underestimated this, or I overestimated that, or I... If you are learning about talent assessment, make it public. Say, hey, I I got this right. I got this wrong. I overgraded this. I undergraded this. I misunderstood this. I mistook this. All that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff. Assess it. Be completely honest. And learn as you go along. Learn as you go along. I'm still learning about baseball. I'm still learning about baseball listening to games from 50 years ago. So, instead of talking about the Chris Bryant trade from the Cubs perspective, which is a mangle-tangle of emotions and gore and all that kind of yucky stuff, let's assess the Chris Bryant trade from the San Francisco Giants perspective. Take out all the but I like Chris Bryant stuff. Hey, we all like Chris Bryant. I like Chris Bryant, let me see. If I were to go with Cubs from the last 50 years. I've been following the Cubs since 1970, late 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 1969. I really don't remember much about Oscar Gamble being with the Cubs, but a lot of the rest of the stuff, yeah, I kind of have some memories of. So, uh, Chris Bryant, since 1970, certainly top 15. I'd have Rhino over him, probably. Probably Maddox. Ernie Banks. Probably Billy Williams, probably Fergie, 
But there's really not a whole lot of Cubs that I would say I liked this Cub better than I liked Chris Bryant. Part of it was with Chris Bryant, he was good on the field, he was good off the field. I, I, I get a I get a kick out of people who talk about how Chris Bryant wasn't this good, one that, one this, one that, one the other thing, wasn't clutch, wasn't da 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 da. da. Okay, let, let, let's take down some numbers. Let's take down some numbers. This is from Baseball Reference. Just going down the line. Just going down the line. Chris Bryant's OPS. I don't give a rat's behind about somebody's perceptions of how he did with two outs or with a. I could go look at that too. I'm not going to. But we're just we're just gonna make it real easy. OPS. Chris Bryant seasons with the Cubs. OPS. 858-939-946-834-903-644-861. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Let's go OPS plus with the Cubs. 135, 146, 142, 121, 132, 73, 130. That's okay. That's all right. Seeing as... Anything over 100 is better than average. His second worst season was 121. 20% better than average. Now, if somebody thought that because Chris Bryant is doing this in his first or second year, that means he should be seven times better in four years, they probably don't understand how difficult it is to hit a baseball, how teams adjust to things, how you don't necessarily get better because you're getting paid more. Chris Bryant did his damn job. Chris Bryant did his damn job. Did not have a good 2020. You know that, I know that, we know that. Missed about half the season. Other than that, he was fantastic. Chris Bryant was absolutely fantastic. I have no qualms about anything Chris Bryant, nothing. It got to a point where Bryant wanted to get paid and the Cubs realized, we're not going to pay him what he wants. Maybe it was a fair offer. Maybe it wasn't a fair offer. Maybe Bryant should have... Who knows? I'm not even going to worry about it. Because this podcast is not looking at the Chris Bryant trade from a Cubs perspective. It's looking at the Chris Bryant trade from a Giants perspective. For the San Francisco Giants, Chris Bryant, 51 games, 212 212 plate appearances, 187 at-bats, 7 home runs, 6 for 6 stolen bases, 23 walks, 46 strikeouts, 262 batting average, 344 OP. Uh, uh, on base, 444 slugging, 788 OPS, and OPS plus 113. Again, still very good. Would have been his second lowest as a Cub. But then San Francisco is a larger park. I have no qualms with Chris Bryant. For San Francisco, he drove in 22 runs. He scored 28 runs. 
in large part because of Chris Bryant, the Giants ended up hanging on to win the NL West. They won the NL West in reasonable part because Chris Bryant was around. Now, let's jump to his postseason batting for the San Francisco Giants. Five games. He was 8 for 17, 471, 1147 OPS, which was better than any year he had with the Cubs. A walk, three strikeouts, home run, two RBIs. That home run was also his run scored. Hmm, not sure. Can't remember. Was there a run around for the RBI? Or what was there a run around for the home run? Not remembering. Um, again, Chris Bryant did fine with the Giants. No doubles, no triples, uh, no sacrifice hits, no sacrifice flies. Didn't get hit by pitch in the postseason. Um, Bryant only hit by pitch one time in the postseason. Wow, that seems odd. Seems very odd. Um, Chris Bryant did fine with the Giants. However, here's the question. Two questions. Two questions. Was he worth what the Giants surrendered? Was Chris Bryant worth what the Giants surrendered? Second question. Probably about six times more important than the first question, though it's very similar, very similar. How does one determine if Chris Bryant was worth what was surrendered? How do you know? How do you figure? I'm strongly of the opinion that the assessment probably ought to be done early and often. If you're going to wait until after, after, after everything's done, end of the season, end of the career, end of the everything, however you're doing that, it's probably not, it, it, that's kind of gauche. That's, that, that's kind of garbage. That's kind of eyewash. This time I'm looking at the trade from a Giants perspective. I haven't done that before. Not really. Not really. I've looked at it from a Cubs perspective. From a Giants perspective, he's not coming back. When Bryant got out to San Francisco, he loved it there. They filled him up with a whole bunch of uh, Giants apparel, and his kid was decked out in San Francisco gear, and it was wonderful, and everything was peachy keen. Three months later, Giants win the division, lose the wild, uh, lose the division series round to the Dodgers, three to two, and he's not coming back. In the trade, in the trade, Caleb Killian was the afterthought. Caleb Killian was. The afterthought. You can go look it up. You can go look at the, what would it be? July 31st papers? July 31st articles? 
It was Alexander Canario and this pitcher dude out of the Big 12. Seriously, that's what it was. It was Alexander Canario and this pitcher dude out of the Big 12. Except they weren't really even saying he was out of the Big 12. This guy who nobody's ever heard of and wasn't a high draft pick and complete afterthought. Nobody really gives a damn about him at all. That's what the trade was. There's Alexander Canario and this other guy. And when I looked at the trade, when when people said Alexander Canario and this other guy, well, I looked at Alexander Canario's numbers. I said, well, this guy, he's already on the 40-man roster. He, he's still in low A ball. He's still in low A. Myrtle Beach already had a log jam, an absolute log jam of outfielders at the low A level. I'm thinking, what the heck do they want to have another outfielder cluttering up everything? You know, are they going to send back Piango? Or, you know, what are they going to do? How are they going to find room? Are they going to send back Jordan Wogu? It just didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense adding another low A outfielder when they already had too many. Well, over the course of two or three days, Cubs decided we're going to send Canario up to South Bend, which was fine with me. I think right about that time, they uh, booted... No, it's a, little... eh. a little bit later, they bumped up Nelson Velazquez. Same basic sort of time frame, though, because Cubs needed another outfielder to cover for KB. and Well, all the players that were leaving. And, uh, you know, there was some upward upward stuff going on like that. You know, uh, Schwindel gets called up. And um, by that time, Rafael Ortega was playing more. But yeah, there was a bit of uh, upward, um, upward, upward mobility. I think that's the term I'm looking for. Had to steal that line back from a um, Chris Ria song. Um So yeah, once Canario went up to Advanced Day, I was better with the trade, but I, I was good with it initially because I kind of like Killian. I looked at his walks, his walk numbers and his strikeout numbers, and it's like, uh, this guy makes you hit the ball, and at the Double A level, teams weren't hitting him very well. Killian got to the Cubs, and a couple outings were a little bit sketchy, dicey, dodgy. Then there was a shutdown for COVID, and then it resumed, and then it, it, just, it, it, was, it was not a good last month and a half for Tennessee. Some players had some really good outings, some really good stretches, but there's a whole lot of stuff with Tennessee that just didn't quite flow right the last couple of months. But, um, so yeah, Killian and... Canario, they're here. They're here. They're with the Cubs. They are with the Cubs. There is no um, take backs or, any, you know, uh, nothing like that. Once the trade is made, it's official. It's good to go. Caleb Killian got out to the Arizona League. He, he had an absurd absurd um, 
Arizona Fall League. His first outing was terrible. His first outing is, is, is horrible. It's horrible. Walking people, giving... The only thing he couldn't do was retire people. And it completely ruined his ERA for the uh, for the entire season, for the entire um, Arizona Fall League. But uh, after that, he was much better. I think he only allowed a run in one other game, something like that. And with the way it ended up playing out, Mesa ended up having basically a cakewalk to the championship game. Killian wasn't needed the last four or five days. So the um, people in charge decided, well, Caleb Killian, you're going to go out and pitch the first five innings of the championship game. First five innings. That's all we want. Give us five. If you can't give us five, you can't give us five. But if you can give us five, we're going to hook you. Well, he went six because he hadn't gotten in enough bitches yet. Um, Caleb Killian was fantastic in the um, Arizona Fall League final. And some of the people were criticizing him and not criticizing him, but um, down talking a bit because, well, we don't like the. We don't like the change-up. We really don't like the change-up. Yeah, it's there, but we don't like the change-up. I think they wrote the article before the game because he busted out three or four change-ups and I saw nothing wrong with him. I, I really saw nothing wrong with him. Caleb Killian belongs in AAA as soon as AAA games resume. Alexander Canario belongs in double A. As soon as double A games resume, he won't be able to go there right away because he's on the 40-man roster, so he has to end up... He's in, he's in that situation where he will have to go to Major League Spring Training until 15 days before the regular season starts. Then they can kick him to triple... Uh, then they can kick him to double A... And continue to mess with the rosters. Oh boy, the rosters are going to... That's going to be so funny to watch. Oh, wow. Uh, well, we want you in AAA, but you have to be in AA until this certain point, And then we're going to move you up to AAA. And then, then we're going to drop you back down to high A ball. And it's going to be absurd. Because... People aren't going to be able to be where people want them. It's going to be absurd. But uh, Caleb Killian will be able to be in AAA. As long as necessary. As long as necessary. Go out there, carve. Just get people out. Get people out. Get your innings in. Get people out. When it's time to come out, you come out. <coughs> Caleb Killian on the Fangraphs listing is a 45. Nelson Velaz, uh, whoops, I'm um, Alexander Canario. On the Fangraphs listing is a 45. They're both sticking around. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. It was the one chitter-chatter on Twitter about making a, an <coughs> Alexander Canario for Xavion Curry. No. 
Yeah, uh, Xavier Curry. Yeah, um, pitcher for in the Cleveland organization, the um, defenders. And I, I, I had a podcast on that. I, I don't mind the trade concept. I don't know that I would vote for the trade actually happening, but no, it's an interesting trade idea, interesting trade discussion, all good with that kind of thing. Um, don't know that it happens, probably won't, but it was a fun podcast and it was a fun article that they wrote and uh, it was, was kind of all good. But the Cubs have Caleb Killian and Alexander Canario for the foreseeable future. The San Francisco Giants won their division and won two playoff games. Is won the division and won two playoff games a good enough return for surrendering Caleb Killian and Alexander Canario? I don't know. If I were a Giants fan, I would not be bragging about that trade. I know that many Cubs fans were completely emotionally distraught and ruined over the run of trades. Understand it? Understandable? I won't argue an iota with them. San Francisco? I think they wish they had the trade back. I think they wish they had the trade back. They probably would have won the top wild card spot anyway. Five against the Dodgers, I don't know how it played out. But Caleb Killian and or Alexander Canario will be useful pieces for the Cubs on into the future. And more importantly for this episode of the podcast, Killian and Canario will be of no further value for the Giants. Because... Chris Bryant's going elsewhere. When you make a big trade, you make a trade where you give up major pieces and you don't get a huge postseason win and you don't get the player back, Imagine if Cleveland had managed a run in the ninth inning in Game 7. The Chapman trade would not have been nearly as popular as it is now. 
Sometimes if the chips don't fall the way you want them to, a trade can look really ugly. And well on into the future, if Caleb Killian and or Alexander Canario have any success with the Cubs against the Giants, there will be more than one Oh, patron in a Bay Area tavern, either cursing under their breath or cursing over their breath because the Giants are going to regret that trade. Whether Cubs fans will come to appreciate it or not, We'll find out. But I really doubt the Giants fans are going to like that trade in about five or six years. I really doubt it. Some Cubs fans are already comfortable with it. Some Cubs fans are very happy with it. And some never will be. And that's fine. Baseball is different things to different people. But to a San Francisco Giants fan in four or five years, there is a very realistic chance that the Bryant trade will be linked with the term what ignominious, horrible, wah, Because they really didn't get a whole lot out of it in 2021. They're not getting anything out of it beyond that. Not a thing. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I have another podcast up soon. I'll try to make sure that is worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs go. I really with this wind really do be safe and be nice to people.